Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, another episode of Romanian Football Hub. This is Filip and Horia. Hello. Hello. Yeah, sorry for interrupting you there, but uh, nice to have you back on, Horia. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. Happy New Year, by the way. Your Happy first New Year, podcast yeah. of the year. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know what? It's been an interesting start to the year already. Pushkash broke his record of... Uh... <laughs> Finally. Not scoring since April last year. Yep. And uh, he has two goals recently, one in the cup and one in uh, in the league. In the championship But, for Reading. Uh, in the championship yep. yeah, for Reading. And uh, they're, they're still uh, kind of a mess right now. They lost 4 nothing today, weak performance. But it's hard when you don't have much service, you know? Yeah. That's But the problem too. From what I heard, I think he, he might be leaving. For Italy, yeah, there is. Uh, they're saying he might go to Pisa on loan. Um, mm-hmm. One journalist confirmed that Nicolo Shira, I think. Oh and, yeah, that's uh, he's reliable from what I know. Yeah, he's pretty reliable. He's like Di Marzio and then mm-hmm. one Fabrizio and that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think it's gonna happen. But there's other sources saying that uh, he rejected it, but. Even if he did, I think they would come with a second offer, you know? Mm-hmm. So we might see him with Marius Marin. And yeah. sorry, but by the way, just one, one thing I realized is that a lot of teams now have two Romanian players <laughs> together. <laughs> like yeah. Sarai and Arma <laughs> and um, Pisa now could be. And uh, and the Polish Gaziantep. team. Oh, yeah. At Rade- sorry, who? Uh, the Polish team, uh, Radek, oh, yeah, Rakov, uh, Rakov, Rakov, Rad- yeah, yeah something, the third place, yeah. yeah. And it's funny they got Rakovitsan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, um, yeah, lots of teams. It's, it's crazy. Like uh, even Gaziantep. So, anyways, it's lots of teams. Um, as usual in Italy or Turkey is where we have the most, I think, players. Yeah. But uh, predictably, normal. yeah, yeah, and uh, even Atromitos like Rotariu and Alibek. But, anyways, we don't really care so much about about them as much because <laughs> we know where wow. they are already in their career. To be honest, yeah, you know, we still wish them well, but they're not the most interesting at this point to follow. Um, yeah, we don't have our expectations are not particularly high of uh, I mean with Alibek expectations were high at one point but now they he's were at 131 yeah. but now he's regressed so much with his lifestyle and his choices and you know he didn't put much effort in his physical development either to be you know faster and, and have endurance now he's more like uh, what do you call it? he's very slow like do you remember that picture of Kante and he was pulling his shirt at the Euros That was years ago, too. Yeah. And he's pulling yeah. Kante's shirt. It looks like he's completely stationary, like he's not even trying. <laughs> yeah. It's he's basically a luxury player without being actually lux- any luxurious. Yeah. He was at one point with the skills, but this is the example of bad mentality, what it can do to your career. Yeah, <laughs> basically. The next generation, not as many Ali Becks and uh, even Budescu's. You know, as talented as they might be. Yeah, waste. But yeah, yeah. 
classic example of our football and how we we've done it. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing a shift in mentality sometimes because I listened to the interview with Raresh uh, Bunete. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, he was very... Um, like he's like, I believe in myself so much. Why would I even be doing this if I didn't believe in myself? Yeah, like, I'm I'm gonna be the best, da, 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 da. but not in a cocky way. Like he was actually like, Mari baby, to say, yeah, like pumping himself up. But like, uh, he's also aware how much work it is to make it. So that impressed me his mindset. So I hope. Uh, and by the way, he was 17 when he debuted in the Coppa Italia this season. So. An interesting option for the future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And hopefully more of them like that. But uh, what do you think about the new Romania manager, uh, Eddie Jordanescu, the son of Angel? Um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's been the topic that has been on the lips of basically every Romanian football fan in the last... Two months or so uh, after we obviously didn't qualify for the for the next stage of the qualifying section for the Qatar World Cup, obviously the questions were asked: Where are we going now? Where what? Where are we heading to? And uh, you know, after Rodoy announced that he's going to resign, we kind of lacked options and we needed someone to go with um since then you know the whole process has been anything but confidential um it's been anything but professional because like everything has been revealed to the press in yeah, the way that ridiculous how much it was it was a circus and it was for basically. so long too they 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 haven't had some something lasting this long to replace the manager in in i don't know how long at least yeah. 15 years maybe more like, and it's and it's sad because they've made the the national team job look as if it's not wants, interesting anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like nobody. It's it's a cursed position or something. Yeah, because yeah. it's been rejected by three it's or four people before it got to your school. Yeah, it's very embarrassing, you know. Yeah, and it it shows that things in the federation are very wrong and people still avoid that job because they, they they are scared of actually working with the people there because you have Dan Petrescu who you know who used his release clause as a as a reason for not wanting to join but we all know that that's kind of a smoke screen in the way that uh, he that's in the way that he you, he refused the job politely saying that he has the release clause uh and, yeah, yeah. you know, we also had Razvan Luchescu uh, refusing the job. And more, most recently, Lotsi Belloni, a former sporting coach that won the league in, in the 2000s and discovered Ronaldo, among others. <laughs> That's a famous uh, picture I could always see there. But mm-hmm. you know what? I'm kind of happy, though, that we didn't get Belloni, to be honest. Not because we have an amazing... Uh, CV, he does. He has amazing experience. Yeah. But his recent results, they don't convince me in how quickly he was fired from those positions. It's like yeah. they know something is wrong with 
him as a coach uh, these days, I think. I think he's kind of past it. But, you know, I could be wrong. And also his style of play, I don't really enjoy that for um, where we're going to for the future. Because yeah. I think we well, have a lot of potential in, in attacking talent and uh, and we have a good base also growing in the centre-back position too. So I think we can build something that combining, uh, sorry, co- combinative football, not just, you know, counter all the time. We can yeah. build a nice, a nice brand of football, I think, in the future. So... Uh, while also get I get that we want to get results first, but if we can do both, why not try that? If we have the players coming up, and I think we do, you know. Yeah. I might be a little optimistic, but I feel like in the next couple of years we can have a decent group of players for the national team. Um, yeah, I think you know um, the the recent results that he's had look a bit worrying, as in. He got fired from a team in Greece and from a team in Belgium uh, after uh, after two very brief stints at those respective clubs. But at the same time, we really need to be aware of the fact that um, the Romanian that the the level of Romanian managers nowadays is very low, and we we don't really produce any more good managers. Not even like high class or anything, just good, steady, decent managers. And he was one of the few that was actually abroad and doing stuff in Europe as well. Um, And, you know, the only thing that really bothered me with with his links to the national team job was, you know, the, the, the conflict that would be between him and the players because he's he comes from a generation where Criticizing players would be normal and acceptable, and he he would come in a generation where players would turn against him if he was harsh with them or tried to tell them stuff that wasn't nice to them. Because we've seen in the press conference that he's made after rejecting the job that he is someone that likes to tell you to be very honest and clear with his assessments. You know, he said that we clearly lack talent and that and used Razan Marin as an example for players that have failed abroad and stuff like that so it would obviously it, would, it wouldn't have gone down well with the players in the national team I don't think any dude have created a, a stir kind of like a conflict between the, the squad and the manager which would have put the federation in a bad position um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. other than that I would have actually liked him because you know, he's, he's an experienced manager that can, you know, uh, get some results here and there. So, Yeah, but I was thinking even if we wanted to get experience, we could go, uh, like, find a foreign manager. Uh, not like Dom, of course. We don't want to repeat that yeah. history. But there is a good example. Like, look at Hungary. They had the Italian uh, Marco Rossi for... Yeah, several years, and they went from you know a team that was struggling for some time, even in the same group as us, uh, a few years ago, and then they started doing much better. Uh, even though they have a couple stars in Bundesliga, but yeah. overall as a team, you know, they were they became a good unit and had an identity, 
And I believe yeah. uh, because Marco Rossi was there for so long building something and he seems like an interesting coach. Like if we could have somebody like him, yeah, maybe we could do something too. I don't know. But uh, of course, not only him. Could be uh, Gulka. I liked. Yeah, I like Gulka uh, as well. Well, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, Radoy keeping him was iffy because he was starting to build something, but at the same time there was some questions and with the way he was in the in the post conferences. So I don't think he wanted to manage anymore the national team. He just wanted to get a club mm-hmm. because you know Probably. why do that when it's starting to get better? You know. Yeah, not his fault. We don't have a striker that can finish. <laughs> But basically, yeah, <laughs> that's really what it came down to, honestly. Because we had many, many chances we couldn't score. Yeah, um, Adi Ursa would have been a, an interesting option as well, Ursa, I guess. Yeah but, yeah, but the problem with him is he doesn't have much first team coach experience, so people are not uh, taking him serious, you know. Mm-hmm. He yeah, I, I, first team coach experience. He only had half a season with Nice. That's it. And has and has coached a bit in the but, in Switzerland. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I remember that now. But, yeah, but it's it's still yeah. not enough, I guess. Yeah, it's difficult to to put a risk on him. But at the same time, it's an interesting option given the lack of uh, good options, as you said. Yeah, but I don't think Eddie is a bad uh, coach. I think tactically, he's no, for for sure not. Tactically, he's superior to most of the remaining options, in my opinion. Anyway, um, you know, mm-hmm. and he did quite well with, uh, you know, he had moments with Fechesebe, even though he didn't win, uh, and with Chefere, of course, he won several trophies and. Uh, and before that, it got Metan, you know, mediocre team. But look, now even they're doing much worse. Yeah, the foundation. He the was foundation in charge. They were doing see. all right. Yeah, they were. They were decent. And uh, actually, there was something I saw recently with uh, my friend Futu Rume on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he had interviewed uh, Chamed from Gazmetan. Nasser mm-hmm. Chamed. Uh, yeah. He's from Comoros. I think that's how you say Comoros. And, Comoros, uh, yeah. Yeah, and basically he was saying that Eddie Urdanescu is like the best coach he ha- ever had, hands down, and that he really got you, like motivating you and training hard, making you train hard to your best, you know, abilities. And uh, he said he would also hate to lose. He would go in the uh, dressing room by himself and just be angry for hours, just thinking, you know, quietly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, you can say what you say about that, but really that shows that he cares a lot at least and uh, he's putting a lot of effort into doing whatever he can to win. Yeah. So I like that mentality in him and uh, and also the way he motivates the players and, and the tactics, so... Um, we might see the return of uh, 4-2-3-1 with him. Maybe, uh, yeah. Maybe, because that seems to be a common formation that he uses and mm-hmm. uh, with the number 10. But in international, it depends. It's all about the team that you're facing too, right? Yeah, of course. So it's 
can change a lot, but yeah, it's interesting. We'll see. We'll see what he does. I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I think you know, people tend to forget that he won the league last season, which is you know ignoring a very big part of his story. I think that you know, I don't I don't remember the last time Ferefe actually hired a manager that has, that has his stock so high as in. He won the league nine months ago, then went and coached the second team in the country. And only, okay, he spent a very brief time there, but he only lost one game. So, you know, from this yeah. point of view, he, he has coached the two, best player, the two best teams in Romania in the last few years. So it, it, it would really show where we are at, at as a nation, you know. It would show our position and how actually we can cope with other European, not powerhouses, but competition competitors. Let's say. Yeah, you're right. This is an interesting test to see. Yeah, how he can handle himself international stage. Yeah, from yeah. from this point of view, there was no one better that the federation could have gotten. Not like, only that, he has better. Sorry to interrupt. He has better. No, no, it's fine. Of Liga uh, than most of the other options, right? Like he has mm-hmm. the most because he's coached in the league for so many years. He has very good uh, idea of players that might might go under the radar for other coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, and... you know, shoot might get a call, for example, at, at defensive midfield or Mikulescu, like these type of players, Popescu, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I like think they have chances. You you can't you can't get better than the than the champion, right? Yeah. Then exactly. then what's wrong with him? Let's let's give him a go. Nothing's He's never actually. I don't remember when we yeah. had the champion last time coaching us. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. People in the press and the fans are always super negative, and then they, it's like if you're so negative, why do you have such high expectations to begin with? Then. Yeah. Exactly. Like Radoi said, actually the same thing. Like, if you put less pressure, maybe, maybe people would be willing to come to the national team and not be under so much pressure and, you know, flop. Yeah. Of course, they're going to flop if they feel more pressure. I mean, they should be, yes, more strong mentality too, but it certainly doesn't help when you always destroy them every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Be more united as a nation, I think, in that sense. You know, yeah. not everyone, of course, but it's. I see a lot of negativity, and some of it is warranted, like towards the federation. But you're gonna take that out on every single player, or, or that's not really fair. It's not always their fault. I mean, it's much more factors. The biggest one to blame, I think, for our football situation is the federation and the league club owners. Yeah, basically, Those are the people to you should be angry at, not at the players, not their fault. I mean. Unless they play badly, of course, then they shouldn't be selected. But other than that, like, you can only blame the players for everything and say we have yeah. potential. They're a very small part of a very broken system. So it's unfair to put it on them. Yeah, and you don't help the potential if you just break it down the same way every time, you know? Yeah. You put extra unnecessary pressure. <clears throat> But anyways, um, let's move on to the winter transfers. 
Yeah. So that also happened. Yeah, the Liga Una transfer window ends uh, February 14th, I believe. On Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, but for most leagues in Europe, it's uh, the 31st at midnight. Yeah. So basically tomorrow. Yeah. And um, let's discuss some of the transfers that happened, let's, like uh, Pushkanu on a permanent deal to Porferadina from Sheffield. Yeah. That's a think? good move. Very logical. He's been there for the last couple of seasons and he's done well. He's clearly rated at Ponferradina. Uh, he's in a good, he's in a relatively good place for uh, a young Romanian footballer. He's he's in the upper half of the of the Spanish second division, so it's <clears throat> okay. I mean, at least he's playing. The team is doing relatively well. You cannot ask for more, I guess. Yeah, I agree. And uh, he's very consistent there. And they're in a playoff spot for La Liga, so as it goes. So there's a good chance that he could be playing La Liga next season. Yeah. Which would be exciting, but um, also Ratsu is another player in the same league. And I know he wasn't a transfer, but he's a player that's Evolving really nicely. Yeah, that has emerged out of nowhere in the last couple of months. Yeah. And that and, seems uh, to have a future. Yeah. And what about uh, the two guys that went to Rakov? Yeah. Poland, as we discussed. So Rescu finally from Dinamo after all this melodrama. And uh, Rakovitsan from Botoshan. Yeah. Two important transfers, actually. Two young players who have shown their ability in our league and now they are ready to make the step on. Uh, you know, the, the team that they're joining seems to be doing very well. They are third in the Polish first, first division. So maybe we can expect uh, them to be involved in a title race and maybe even leave the trophy at the, at the end of the season. Who knows? Yeah, that's exciting to see that they have such a good project. And they actually sold uh, recently a 21-year-old centre-back um, to Salzburg for 5.5 million euros. So it shows they, they're, yeah, they're being followed quite by uh, other leagues, uh, Champions League teams, you know. It's yeah. nice to see. Yeah, and, you know, they, they, they sold this defender for, for 5.5 million, as you said, and then spent... 10% of that money on a Romanian defender. So they've, they've immediately looked for replacements in our country, which is good to know that we're still being considered as a as an option when it comes to buying players and selling players. Yeah, I think they think it's a good place to get bargains, you know, because uh, the prices here relative to the other countries, uh, you can get a good deal on a young player with potential and hope to yeah. train him to become better, right, and more valuable. Yeah, that's. I mean, these guys can help right away too, right? It's not like only for the future, but uh, they're that's the way they're thinking, I think. And yeah, Rukovitsan right away, I think he's going to be a strong player there because in Liga Un, he was winning so many aerial duels. Like, I think it was like seventy-two percent or something like that. Like a lot of the aerial battles, and 
his vision, his reading of the game. He's got many interceptions and uh, he's just a very clever and strong, physically strong player. Yeah. So he he has a he has the French school, let's say. Yeah. He he's been taught in France. He's yeah. been taught in France how to like play and stuff. Yeah. From Dijon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I believe he was the captain of the second team there. And yeah. anyways, it's good that he came back to Romania and uh or he came to Romania and he uh went to a team where that could give him the pro contract, right? And now look at that, he's already scouted and uh in a European fighting team. So that shows he's doing he did well in a very short time. And Dorescu, yeah. of course, has been one of the best talents or, or revelations, I should say, of 2021. Mm-hmm. Because the the match with England was yeah, uh, yeah, that was quite nice. He played well. Um unfortunately Capusa is the one who ruined the the potential result there, but <laughs> with the penalty. But Suarezcu played well, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure he did. Yeah, he was one of our better players on the day. Winning the ball, yeah. Quite good. Progressing yeah. with it as well. Yeah, on the ball, he's good as well, going up the wing. Yeah. Uh, I think he plays better as right back, personally, with the space ahead of him, too. Oh, really? But in right wing, he can also do well. To be honest, I never knew his position. Uh, I just know yeah. I just knew he played on the right, and then the manager decides if he's a winger or a, or a defender. Well, they but... he said himself he prefers right back because you know he plays better there, and I I think it's because of the space that's in front of him mm-hmm. as a right back, and it suits his style more. Yeah, and maybe as a right back you don't have to do you don't you don't have to have so many. Yeah. Jews, as in attacking Jews, doesn't have to attack the defense so often. Sorry, uh, hold on, just a second. Yeah, and Sorescu basically as a as a right back, he just he can make he can ju- just make late transit to the box uh, and cross it in, and, and or maybe have a crack at goal. Yeah, so, the while he... not... Yeah, exactly. The focus is not as him so much, on him so much when he's mm-hmm. not the the first line player, you know. Yeah, and he because doesn't have to. Are, yeah. Take players on basically. Exactly, the players are focused on the current attack, so he's like um, basically when the attackers draw the defenders, there's space left behind for him to, um, you know, get the either the rebound or a pass, or um, like you're saying, or maybe he crosses himself from deep into the box, things like that. And mm-hmm, I think yeah. when we've seen him do that, he's been successful, especially with Dinamo. I remember he had quite a few, you know, bangers from distance, some very nice goals. And uh, that's going to be interesting to see if he can do that as well in Poland. He's really good on counterattacks as well. Yeah. That, they are his speciality. So maybe that's why he prefers playing right back. Yeah. Carrying it from defense, you're right. Um, well, that definitely suited him at Dinamo, anyways. And yeah, for sure. To see this, um, who else has transferred? Let's think. Um, well, there's Omo from uh, Pinchen who Pinchen went to Faro. Faro. Yeah, he and he 
he is a smash. Got the weight. Absolutely genius signing, in my opinion, by uh, Jika Haji there because the guy is a beast. Like physically, you can't defenders cannot take him on too easily. You know, he's sticks an arm out and that's it. The guy is hmm. a, a, a massive guy, and his shot is like a rocket, like powerful we've, and accurate. We've seen it last week. Oh my! And it's not the first one. He's done some a similar goal with Clean Chen even and. Uh, the guy's also a good dribbler and he's quick. Like he's, exactly I think he's the like bargain player you want from. Uh, you know, this is the type of player you want to scout South America and Africa for cheap bargains to make the league level better in Europe again. I think this is, you know, the type of player we want. From what I I, I saw, so some time ago I saw a graph of mm-hmm. like dribbles in Europe, and he was like. Mm-hmm in the top 20 or yes. something like that. You're right. You're right. I remember, I think I even posted something about that. Yeah, I did. You sure did. When it was um, at Clean Chen, I think he had uh, one of the highest dribbles. You're right. Yeah. And I think Bayaram was above him. He was like eighth in Europe uh, or something here it is. like that. Yes, you, you remember very well. Um, Basically, last month he was... Uh, sorry, not last month. This was uh, December, actually. Yeah, December, he was the best dribbler in Liga 1, according to CIES Football Observer. Yeah. Only those oh, who managed at least 40 dribbles are taking into account, obviously. And uh, Omo was followed by Bayaram and Mateo Santos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. That's really impressive, you know, that he's the best dribbler in the league. He has a rocket of a shot. He's physically strong and quick. You know, like he's exactly the type of forward you want in the team. Yeah. And he's not old either, so. Yeah, he's 30, so he's got at least, you know, three, four seasons. Maybe more depending how he takes care, right? Yeah, for sure. And um, And you said he's already looking good, so. Yeah, I think I can see him moving to one of the big two or three teams in Romania or um, or at least help Fadl to Europe if anything you know to yeah. conference I think he could be he could be helping a team to get to conference so he's one to watch very good signing by Fadl um, oh yeah Pushkash might go to Pisa yeah we've talked in <clears throat> we talked in the beginning about him and his situation yeah, uh, basically, he, yes, sorry. He, he ended his drought and now he he's thinking about playing in the in Serie A again. Because peace are flying yeah. high in the in Serie B. And, and yeah, he wants to obviously make the step up to a better league. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Also... But- Sorry. Yeah, go on. No, go on, go on. Uh, yeah, I was going to say also um, that basically uh, I think Sorescu is going to a good team to play in Europe and he deserves to be there. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, yeah, where do you think, where do you see these type of players in the next few years? Like I hope... Sorescu, Rakovitsan. I hope not back in Liga 1, that's for sure. Uh after that, I don't know. 
we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I hope if that we'll see them at an even better level than they are they are currently. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Time will tell, I guess. Yeah. Oh, another one is sorry, I forgot about this. Um, Cremonese signed Deni. Uh, uh, I think it was Denis Politik. Yeah. Ah, oh, from Bolton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, from Bolton, and he was. Yeah, we had. Uh, yeah, he's good. He started playing well for Bolton in lately before his move. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting to see because I saw a fan saying that his game is very uh, well-rounded and he's helping the team in every aspect. Uh, they thought that he could help them even to fight for the title. Yeah, I think he left. I've seen people comparing him to Muto and saying that he's going to be even better than him. That's that's something. insane. A huge claim to make, but it's going to be interesting to see how he does in Cremonese. A team that also hopes to promote. So, Yeah. It's nice to see. You know, we have lots of young players now in, in the top Serie B teams as well as Parma, but, you know... That's I hope we'll see them in Serie A next season. Yeah, you know, Lecce kids and um, Pisa and, of course, uh, Cremonese. Yeah, and they're gonna, I hope they're going to join uh, Marin and Dragushin in the top tier, as well as Radu and Tatarushanu and the other Radu, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, speaking about Dragushin, I've seen... Someone linked him with a transfer. Do you know anything about it? Oh, yes. I heard about that. He was recalled by Juve because mm-hmm. of the new manager at Sampdoria didn't seem to have him in his plans. Um, and they want him to play as much as possible because they still count on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they recalled him and they loaned him to Salernitana, the last team in Serie A, uh, who were recently bought by a new owner. After uh, Lazio owner was, uh, you know, banned from having both. So he had to sell the team. Yeah. Um, and this guy is still hoping very hard to save them, I guess. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can do that. I, I don't think they have much chances at all. But um, the important thing is for him to play uh, consistently, constantly, right? Yeah, um, exactly. When he returns to Juve in the summer, so. I think it's a it's a, str- a little bit strange, but a decent move. You know, we can't. We'll have to see how it goes, but I think it's gonna help him out. Why not? More experience and facing more attacks, right? So, yeah, <laughs> basically, he's not like just cruising in a big team that is not threatened by some teams. He'll he'll be put to the test <laughs> for sure. Um. And let's think. Uh, there was one other player. Hold on. Um, oh, yeah. There was uh, Mikle to Arjes from Ucluj. Yeah, he came back. He, came uh, he back. was loaned to yeah. Ucluj and he came back to Arjes. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think about that, uh, that deal? Because I remember he was not bad last year with Arjes. No, no way. He was. I really rated him last year. Yes. I don't know what happened. Why uh, it regressed this way, but um, I hope he can still have ambitions for the youth teams. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking about uh, yeah. sorry, speaking about ambition, I wanted to ask you um, about Florin Tanase because he's been linked with a move away the whole winter and he seems to be staying put at least for the moment. What do you think on that situation? Yeah, I don't think he will be sold till the summer. Personally, I think the Fitchesibe still wants him to keep uh, an eye on the title, but. I don't think they have much of a chance, honestly. Yeah, to me, it's quite depressing because Tanasi is obviously a good player. Like, I really rate him. He's one of the few FHSB players that I can say I rate. Uh, Just a little bit slow, but that's that's Liga own trademark. <laughs> he's, no, yeah. he's like, his mind is quite fast. I think he yeah. he plays the ball quite, quite quickly. He does, uh, but physically, I mean, he's slow. <laughs> Yeah, okay, but yeah. you know, he, he can he can play the the game at his own pace. Yeah. And what he did last year to me mm-hmm. was extremely impressive. Yeah. Because he scored 20 goals in a season and that's very yeah. rare for a yeah, anyway. He, yeah. yeah, you're right. That was impressive. And I think he does have good instincts and he's improved as a player in the last two years a lot. I think he's become smarter, I think. Because mm-hmm. before I think his decisions were more iffy, you know. Um, I think he's become a better player and uh, as a support striker or as a false nine, I see him as uh, doing best. But on the wing, I don't think it suits him, especially internationally. It's a risk Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, as we were saying, he's slow physically, so it's not the best position for him and where he can be most effective. But as a striker or as false nine, it's not, not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but all things considered, he's a good player, and yes. to me, it's sad that one of the best players in Romania can't is only linked with a move away to Saudi to Arabia Arabian. for a, yeah for a and very that, low sum as well. And to Arabia, it's incredible. I don't know. Uh, I'm tired of seeing all the talents going to Arabia and China. Like it's something that we need to uh, figure out what is our ambitions, you know, in in as players. But Stanchu, speaking of, uh, went to Wuhan. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Apparently, but there is now another journalist saying it's three towns, not the FC, which is two different Wuhan teams. So, but uh, it's the same city, of... or no, it's the same city, but two different teams. Oh God! Super... Oh, yeah. God. So somebody messed some information along the way, but we'll see when the official uh, presentation is, which team it is. <laughs> Because someone along the way maybe got the wrong info, or maybe it's correct. Maybe uh, my tip is wrong about that. So we'll see. But either I mean, way, the, it's kind of disappointing. I mean, it's the Chinese league, anyways. So yeah, it's not the most impressive, uh, and I don't think he's going to be called to the national team anymore. Uh, I mean, yeah. the chances anyway because of the level. But in this yeah. think now, now who is going to step up to the plate because we only have Chicoldo and Marin, but these guys are different type of players, kind of, you know. Like I mean, maybe maybe Marin, Marin maybe Morutan. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, if we play, yeah, four two three one, especially we can have an attacking midfielder like Morutan in the behind the striker, and then Chicoldo and Marin can be uh, the behind them. You know, and but I'm thinking also 
we should call maybe Chobanu, Olaru, like these kind of players. Marius Marin has to be called absolutely. Um, yeah, for maybe, sure. Uh -huh. Maybe that can fill those voids uh, of Stanchu. I know Stanchu hasn't been the best contributor to the national team in the last three years. In fact, he's had some very poor performances, but he's still an important yeah. guy in the sense that his experience brings something to the squad. Every time you're called, you have uh, the camp and you're training together. It's important to have people that uh, know how to prepare for a match, have experience, international experience, right? You know, you want mm -hmm. that atmosphere. Yeah. Not only young players, then it's going to be... Uh, more pressure for them and in the game more problems right you need players that know how to uh, deal with that at that level so i think we need to introduce the youth the younger players of course but you know within reason we should still have a few experienced players in the team yeah of course you know because yeah. chicaldo is still kind of on the young side right for a midfielder and um not, not near not even near his peak right so yeah he's still far away from that so we still need a year or two away yeah we can't just have kitty cash in the team like and Nitsa, who's actually injured i think and that's it like we need more uh we need at least one other experienced face in the team but I also hope to see in, in the friendlies in March, Dragushin and Pushkanu to be called up because I think they deserve that. And uh, friendlies, there's nothing really much to lose. So mm -hmm. might be a good test for them. Yeah. Give them the course. debut, get it out of the way and, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. What else can we talk about now? I suppose there is also the, the league just restarted. The, uh, yeah, the league. There's a, there's a battle for the title because you know we had the we had the game last year, so that was obviously something. Uh, yeah. What do you, what do you think about the game? Because it was hectic, for for I know. <laughs> oh, the are you talking about Krajowa? Uh, no, the Chelsea game. Oh, this! Oh, of course, that was a crazy game. Probably the best game of the season. It was just very action-packed and some beautiful goals, you know. Uh, Octavian Popescu scored an absolute worldie, like really from the left side of the box outside, and it just curled in into the um, top corner, far post. Yeah. Very beautiful. And, yeah. You know, I know a lot of people say he's um, he's too skinny and all that. I mean, yes, he needs to put. But some he can hit on, those. Like he can he hit can, those. Yeah, he can hit them hard. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. he's got very, very good potential. I don't care that people say he's overhyped or whatever. He's still very good, and the sooner he can leave HSB, the better, because that is a place that is dangerous for young talents, and it's all because of Gigi. Yeah, you know, basically. They have young talents, they do. And they still can be good. I'm not saying that, but Gigi makes everything riskier, you know? You never know what he's thinking. If he wants to bench a player for six months, he'll do it. Or 
maybe not that long, but he'll do it. <laughs> and yeah, he's uh, also his prices. He demands like every time it's a good performance, 30 million, 40 million. I mean, half the time he's bluffing, yes, to get attention, but still it's like, it's not <laughs> beneficial to the player if you're going to keep them hostage or put this extra pressure, like it doesn't help them. I find anyway, you know, that, what do you think about that? About Gigi and his tactics or? Yeah, his tactics. Sometimes it'll work and he gets more money out of a deal, but it's also very risky for a player's career to, to play around like that and to, you know, I think his development is much better served if he leaves in the summer to like Belgium, for example. Yeah, maybe that, that's an option there. Belgium. Yeah, not like a huge league right away where he'll be loaned or not play, you know, better Belgium or something like that. And from there, see. Because in Romania, let's be honest, these days until, you know, we get our stuff together, uh, it's difficult to keep playing there for many years without uh, hitting the peak, right? Hitting your yeah plateau, like how you say that, like uh, your limit. You're limited because of the technology and the training techniques in the league and the level of competition you're facing every week. It's completely different, right? Yeah, so, for sure. As a young player, if you he needs a football, he needs a league to you know teach him a bit and yeah, play tactics, and... physical, everything. Yeah, yeah, is more. It's more intense, quicker. Abroad, you know, it's not like here. I mean, in Romania, and uh, you know what? This brings up a very good uh, thing that I remember from the Serbian agent of a few Romanian players. He mentioned that. In Serbia and in all these ex-Yugoslavia ex countries that, for them, football is war. And in Romania... Uh, ballet, I, I, I remember the interview, yeah. Yeah. In Romania, it's ballet. And this is so true, what he says, because it's... Yeah, like the the refs give easily penalties and they're, they're and always fouls. exaggerating to get a foul. Yeah, it's ridiculous, the state of it. And... and He's right. In, in Serbia and all those countries, they're more uh, mentally strong and, and fighting for every ball. Like They're very serious about it. And that's maybe one of the reasons, right, that they don't make it abroad. The, yeah. A lot of Romanian players in the past anyway. And um, I think he's right. We need to model our academies on Balkan academies like Red Star, uh, Partizan, um, and Dinamo Zagreb, like teams like this that produce Balkan kids with Balkan mentality, you know, and culture, style of football, that kind of thing, to the West. Why are we yeah. copying only Ajax and Bayern? You know, they might have good things that we can implement, but because exactly it's the easier same. to do. Yeah. Easier in like quotation marks, not actual. Easier. Yeah, but it's. It's it's just more publicity stunt than anything. In in, in reality, you're, it's like he said: we, if we don't have the same style of football, not every technique that they have, or you know, our coaching style is gonna work for us. You know, maybe yeah. some things would, but not everything. I think the best is the closest model, which is Serbian academies, Croatian academies, and we should yeah. try to copy them first. And see how that goes, right? Yeah. 
Anyways, um, I think I hope we, we fix. I hope we fix up. I hope we fix up. Yeah, I hope so too. And um, I think we'll see in the next four or five years how uh, Faro's academy is improved or not. If the players are making it abroad, we'll see. If not, then somebody has to shake things up and, you know, try to take a page out of the book of the Serbians. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm still cautiously optimistic for the future because I see. Ah, me too. It's. I it's see nice good mentality. Optimistic. Yeah, Pushkanu, Drugushin. Why can't they make it? They were, they went abroad early, or even in Pushkanu's case, he's raised abroad. He has good mentality. He's doing well for a La Liga 2 team in going into promotion places. Dragushin is playing in Serie A. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just a couple examples. Mihaila is in a poor team, but he still, you know, is a player that is relied upon. So he can still be successful next season, I hope, wherever he goes. I'm assuming he's going to leave because Parma is so bad. Yeah. But there's there's still reasons to hope, you know. We can't say everything is black and white, completely good, completely bad, you know. There is a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, anything else you want to discuss? Uh, I was thinking about some stuff. Uh. Well, the qualifiers, the, the Nations League ones, they're gonna take place in March, while the other or are or are we gonna have friendlies? No, no, the friendlies are in March. I think Israel and Greece. Oh God! Yeah, Israel and Greece. Very depressive, March. very just, depressing moment. Just friendlies. The UEFA Nations League is not until the end of summer, I think. Either oh summer or the fall. I think summer. Yeah, like it's either July or September. I can't remember. But March for sure is just friendlies. So, and then we'll have the, also the Euro group and all that. Wow. I can't believe we're stuck playing friendlies while the others are playing for the World Cup. Oh, yeah, because we couldn't score on Iceland or even Macedonia. But yeah. It was not a good situation there. All we had to do was if that post that Haji hit went inside instead of out, we oh, wouldn't even be talking about it. Yeah, man. I swear. It's unbelievable. Like, everybody's mad, and I get it because the start was bad. But if you think about it, in the end, we really did improve. We just couldn't score. We didn't have the finishing. Or in some cases, not even the finishing, just bad luck, like in Haji's case very close chances so we can say a lot of negatives about it and it's true there are a lot of things to fix but there it was going somewhere i think and i think we we're just kind of close you know yeah that's football in the end we can't keep focusing on that we have to make it better this time around yeah exactly yeah anyways we have bosnia who we have bosnia finland and i think montenegro in our Nations League group. This should be a group that is winnable on paper, but of course we'll have to see the situation come those games. This is a long time ahead. 
Yeah. Um, but on paper, we can win that group and or at least get. Yeah, for place. sure we can. For at sure. At least get second place. It'd be embarrassing to finish third or fourth, in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, we will see how that goes. Yeah. And um, yeah, Fetch Sebe Dinamo coming up also is gonna be maybe the last one in Stefan. I mean Stefan Celmare. And uh, yeah, yeah they the they are they are Dinamo. developing a new stadium. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so they're making a new stadium now. So that's nice because this, the the old one has been uh, has been uh, active, let's say, for a lot of years now. So it needs a reshape. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think in G- Dinamo in general needs a reshape. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely disastrous situation for them, but at least they got some money from Sorescu deal and uh, that will pay player wages at least. And maybe Yeah, at least. We'll see if they can save themselves. It's going to be tough. Clean Chen is going down for sure. Fecheu, Dinamo are going to fight. Yeah. I think maybe. I don't think it's going to be easy for Dinamo. I think they have chance, very good chances to go down. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for them. Oh. Anyways, oh. Uh, I think we can leave it there. Yeah. Uh, it was a good episode. Thank you again, guys, for listening. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. This is Horia. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. See ya. Bye-bye.